Kia ora, ko Anne O'Brien toku ingoa, he kaiorongi o waituhi o tamaki, no mai, haru mai. I'm Anne O'Brien, Director of the Auckland Writers Festival Waituhi o Tamaki, and you're listening to a session podcast from our 2021 event. A heartfelt artistic collaboration, the 33 brings together award-winning poet Anne Kennedy and leading New Zealand pianist and Juilliard graduate Sarah Watkins in a tribute to life, grief, writing and music. In 1973, after the death of her brother Philip, the then 14-year-old Kennedy consoled herself lying on a red rug in the family living room, listening to Beethoven's 33 variations on a theme of Diabelli, Opus 120. Now, almost 50 years later, comes the stunning 2020 Ockham New Zealand Book Award shortlisted collection, Moth Hour, 33 variations on a poem by Philip. Kennedy reads, interspersed with 16 of the musical variations from Watkins, in an exquisite hour of words and performance. We hope you enjoy it. Come catch me, little child, and put me in a jar. Place inside some leaves for me to eat, the book of tea for me to read, and some paper, any paper, and a pen for me to write. Screw on the top, little child, and put six air holes in the lid, then leave me on your windowsill. Just one more thing, little child. Look through your sunset hair into my world before I die and collect your imaginary mind. Fox night 1973 my brother Philip was partying on a hillside section in Wellington when he accidentally fell to his death he was 22 he had been a reader a talker an epileptic a history buff an alcoholic recovering um, a political apologist with a short fuse and a poet. The family didn't know what to do about death. The noisy house went silent. I was 14. I lay on the red rug in the sitting room, which our mother had bought a few years before in her single act of retail therapy, I think because the teenagers were such a pain in the ass. Um, And I listened to 
Beethoven's 33 variations on a theme of Diabelli, Opus 120, over and over, because it was there, our uncle had died the year before and his classical record collection had been added to the house soundtrack of rock and pop. So over the next few months, I listened to how the Diabelli waltz was transformed into things that were happy, sad, uh, absurd, profound, tragic, and in the end, epic. Beethoven had gone on a tour of his musical influences. It was like, Ludwig van Beethoven, this is your life. Not that I understood that then. There were seven siblings in the family. There have been eight, actually. One died as a baby. Um, Philip was in the middle-ish. I was the youngest. Peter was, um, is closest in age to Philip. Um, and he was the one who nicknamed him Moth. No one knew why, really. Perhaps because he was quick and annoying and cast a shadow. I don't know. Um, a few weeks after the death, Philip... Uh, Peter, sorry, their names always got mixed up. In fact, they were always called Peter Philip. <laughs> Peter brought Philip's things out to the family house at Island Bay, um, and he shuffled Philip's books back onto the white school woodwork bookcase as if returning them to their Tūranga Waiwai. And this was in the big light bedroom that they'd all shared. The boys had shared as, as children. Um, over the next couple of years, I read these books. I knew it wasn't all Philip's books because I remembered what had been there before he left home. So there was no Beat Parts, uh, American School, no Gertrude Stein, no Sylvia Plath, no T.S. Eliot, no Dylan Thomas, although Phil, um, Philip had been so in love with Dylan Thomas, that he tried to be Dylan Thomas by drinking a lot. And then um, then sort of went off Dylan Thomas, a bit like a um, going off a love affair. Um, but there was James K. Baxter, Gunter Grass, um, Brendan Behan, Herman Hesse, The Little Red School Book, uh, a French dictionary, um, a Kafka novella, um, about a creature that you might put in a jar, Timothy Leary, and a much penciled edition of the Book of Tea. Also on Philip's bookcase, a manila envelope containing a manuscript of poems, all typed up um, carefully on cream uh, letter-sized paper. So the following poems riff like Beethoven, off one of Philip's poems, Come Catch Me, Little Child. <laughs> the thing in the jar always dies. The rice cooker steams, so the sun goes down. Deep in the house, sepia gathers. The pencil has eaten the fragile book.
The marriage was a farm. In spring, babies appeared like blue trembling lambs, wrangled from sex and blood and slime. They fattened ruthlessly little temples for the soul. Except for the sixth, born on a brutal winter's day, he stared death absurdly down the barrel. The mother saved his life three times, not counting seizures. Why worry? His eternity, his name down for the Catholic school. And no, it was only twice. Summertime, three years to heaven, the little death wish triked a mile to the sea. They plucked him off the rocks like a pippy. Age four and croup as thick as a cork. She wrapped him like a lantern statue and called a taxi. They rode where the wind blows wild. Then and there, in the waiting room, as a waiter or a plumber does, they opened him. The demigods rushed in. Oh, the parties, body and soul, light and dark, a Maui or an Earl King's trick, drunk, the blue of sky seen through the air hole in his lid. One time he swallowed a bottle of pearls. Death, the rage, he the rager. He didn't really mean it. He left a trail in the forest, but birds ate them. We were the fantails, Richard and me, 13 and 10, flitting. We saw him raving and quickly fading. And before the funeral flowers, we called our mother in the bedroom doorway. She wrung her hands, so many and so many, the trouble I've seen. I've saved his life twice already. Shall we leave him? Our howls, efficient as a god's, still shook the hills at dawn. One more time, intensive care, questions, questions. Turn him off or keep him on like Karen Ann Quinlan. Like a sheep bred for death, they let him go into the bardo.
Way down in the Antipodes, where English settlers raised their meat, a boy called Philip Kennedy read history, lest we repeat. One moth hour he wormed from a book, a factoid of last century, a Churchill buck fresh off the boat had rustled sheep in Canterbury, New Zealand that is, caught red-handed with the wool, blood of the lamb, blood on his hands, the thief was strung up as a fool, sad end for the remittance man. But Philip felt his heartbeat skip. He'd been reading recently how Winston Churchill's tribe had shipped a wild son to the colony. Thinking Winnie'd like to log the fate of long-lost Uncle Church, Philip wrote the old bulldog the fruits of his research. Reply was quick to Master Phil Kennedy, the South Seas. Be aware, no, inverse, Churchill bore any relationship to me. British Churchill, that is, signed the former naval person, whatever, it just got better. Phil, in the paper, white and nerdy, holding up his Churchill letter. <laughs> At the wake, dusk fell, they tell the Philip tales, his wild streak, his braininess, and how, how the colonial boy wrote back. child lives in a slow year. The bright lawn seethes with rugby, dinner plates, half meat, brains have their own wild chemistry. Mostly the yellow days are flat. The flickering night times roll downhill, 
a page crushes a minute. Look at the stars, little child. Dead roses and a quote, turn on, tune in, drop out. But don't really mean it. The sweet workings out as on a guitar, you are, you are, you are. the arch of the botanical gardens onto the spine of the green dragon, shadows arch under my feet. In the dell below, the shell-shaped stage is strewn with red camellias, November, and across the valley on the dense, dark Tinakori Hill, the houses light up like Guy Fawkes. In a pared-down villa in Patanga Crescent, young men tremble with thinking. Their pens, the pens of their dead uncles hidden in their sleeves. They are ecstatic and they embrace everything extravagantly in the last light. They read, drink, fuck. On the windowsill, a stone, a leaf, a twig with buds, and a cat left behind mewling by the old lady now in the home of compassion, no change. In a jar on the sill, leaf and pen, a wild party. <laughs> Thank you. 
need to be an alcoholic to be a poet. That has been well established as a thing. With your mind, go, go into the next moment. Though poets before you may have drained the moe and penned lines in a heightened state of ping, you don't actually need to be an alcoholic to be a poet or a drug addict to be a gardener. Just do it and earth, earth with your fingers and see what that will bring. With your mind straight, go, go into the next moment. Don't worry that in your attempts to love, you will blow it. There is no love but the next ring. You don't need to be an alcoholic to be a poet. Or a man, for that matter, or a white know-it-all. Anyone can put on the tea kettle and sing. With Go, go straightly into the next moment. My brother, if you're out there, if you foment this moment in a fissure of song, speed, and angel's wing, you know that you don't need to be an alcoholic to be a poet, that with your mind straight, you go into the next moment. They drink the contents of the houses and the subdivisions, a glittering view of the harbour while the Gatsby dads are up at the beach, the boys from St. Pat's town where they built them up and pulled them down like statues, the grey angles of the uniforms, who saw the spectre of the little nun collecting for the poor. Find they have, have a great love for the transubstantiating power of drugs. Their placards rest in the passage. Stay away, LBJ. Sometimes they come down long enough to need drugs to sleep at night. Every so often, I meet a boomer who was at the party at the hill that night, a girl dancing barefoot in purple velvet and flowers off her face 
on the lawn and she will tell me her version of the fall. Thank you.
one more thing. One more thing. The sun is going down. The waistcoats seemed like progress. The love song was divine, but the sun is going down. The afternoons seem longer, a pleasantly laid out, a cool mall, all that you can tweet, but the sun is descending rapidly. Sea levels lap like baptism. We sh should run, screaming from the building. The campus managers are thieves. Their fingerprints are on the poetry. The lip of the horizon has gone green. Will you make a nest of pens? Will you grow a shady fringe? Will you drink a cup of equanimity? Talk, talk, the loved ones in your phone. The night runs on. Watch the moonlight pick its faves. Take it back. No. It's too late. In that prison, that thing you took. Thin blue hoodie, hoodie boy leaving the party. Jingle in your pocket. Bottle caps, the casings. Key for a dark house. Paper, any papers tremble and cry. Lonely in the moonlight, blue boy, punch your own lights out, paint the bottle shop blue. One more thing. I'm blue, da ba dee ba da da. Rage through your pukana, if you can, if you can stand. And take back your impounded dream. Beethoven.
Your hero, Napoleon's one for the road, was one too many. I need the loo just thinking about it. In an earthquake, the plaster cherubs in the town hall sieve down, but we will still drink the unexploded beer. Can you make a jolly omelette without piercing the sacred heart? Horror films are best seen through Venetian blinds, a shelf of toys ajar, sexual abuse through a pudding bowl fringe. The exorbitant coffin will be paid for by the grandchildren of the immigrants. For sale online, a set of piano legs, little used. you came upon that night the phone call the mat phone the dark hall your white nighty the frantic friend but my father is asleep the mother always said dad needs his sleep in the end 
hover over the parental bed, you angel, pass the phone, little child, and it's the death. Wind so howl, the hospital. What do you do now? Low sun on the rim of the jar where the salesman climbed in. Monday, injured on Tuesday. We don't want your died on a Wednesday, racist war, buried on Friday. That was the end of Philip Kennedy. who have no materialists, the loved Gen X, Y, Z, schooled in the alphabet of desire. They finger seamlessly the black window, anti-moths at a dark pain. They're silent, or their moth screams are inaudible to the human ear, their headphone psychology. 
They live on the side of the screen that has no materials, yet they are materialists. So the situation is very sad. There's probably nothing on the other side, but we are here and they have no materials. If they were non-materialists and had no materials, that might work, but unfortunately they are materialists. Forgive me if this sounds ironic. I'm not trying to be funny, although I realize that's almost impossible these days. I want to be the Winston Smith of seriousness and grasp the last shreds of seriousness before, before they also become funny. Sometimes if you walk along Great North Road into the sunset, blinded by the glare through your hair and by traffic, and you keep looking into this blinding world, an old serious thought comes up. The materialists have no materials, except for their bodies, which they couldn't do without. Their bodies are tender and mashable, and they're both sad and heartwarming. The tenderness of the body is actually the whole point. The materialists have no materials. Oh, they do have a bedroom. Their bedroom is still and dark and moist, like a mushroom farm or farm for thoughts. Which I like moths, like there are no moths and suddenly they are everywhere.
the present pulls the plug on the present moment by moment. Hands fly to the black tiles like pigeons to a rooftop. The objects in a room join a passing train. The thoughts in the room climb aboard a train. The temperature is high and low and indifferent. I am with you on the internet. The hottest January drips like an ice sculpture. Brass is green and grass is brown. The coldest July is through a shattered windscreen. Meteorologists and the homeless give a fuck. A woman feeds cats on a gale force corner. I am with you on the internet. A satellite is like a god that indicates your whereabouts. Sadness rises like silt after an earthquake. How fucked it was before civil rights. Happiness struggles out from your outrage. Pretty weeds bust over a pr plastic roof. You hate gardening, but love greenness. I am with you on the internet. A bedroom is like a jar for an insect. Through the curtain, light grows and dies. Light runs up the beach and recedes. The things in your room are on or off like settings. I wish you lot were running everything. I'm with you in spirit. I'm with you on the internet. The house is dissolved like a 16th century monastery. Where you lay down your head is thin air where the dog ran in a figure eight air. On the street is wildness and newness. The movers know us better than we know ourselves. The theme has ceased to reign over its unruly offspring. Look through your sunset hair into the remains. I am with you on the internet. The air is bright from the invisible ocean. The sea behind a wall of corporations. What you can't see, you can imagine. When you cannot see, you can imagine. People look into the next moment like a pool. You're a citizen of the Pacific, but it's complicated. Drink childbirth, I sing, om, to relieve pain. A song is a pathway to the sea. A song is an internet between people. I am with you on the internet.
when you go outside after a lifetime indoors, you skip like a lamb imagining a field, and the world is glittering, and you tumble into it, and you remember this fall from before. The, fil the films you saw plat together with conversations you had in cafes in the 80s. Plain things are beautiful, such as a scrubbed table and beauty as an object you cradle in your arms. A minute as a jar for your fragments. A walk with a dog soars like a lamppost and the sky is orange. The streets, the trees, the houses are imaginary and your imagination is your wakefulness. The leaves, paper, a pen are an armful and you can't fathom why they are things. Like, if they were not there, would you exist? On the lake is a thought you once had. It's a boat going out. Each day is a hole in your imagination, but it's like a star in the dark sky. You can be triumphant, but only in your imagination. The light pours onto the windowsill. We must look, we must listen, we must imagine it is the end.
Tanakwe, you've been listening to a podcast from the 2021 Auckland Writers' Festival Waituhi o Tāmaki. You can find a range of other festival talks, interviews and discussions on iTunes, SoundCloud and on our website, writersfestival.co.nz.